If you're going to be massively successful in life, you are going to have to develop being comfortable with the discomfort of confrontation. It doesn't mean you go on the playground and start beating the piss out of everybody. It's not second grade. This is the adult version of not shying away from standing up for what you want as an outcome. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Chris Harder Show, where today I am grateful for every single person who came to our dinner series this past week and made it such an epic event. You know, I got to tell you, when you invent something new, you have no idea if people are going to show up. You have no idea if people are going to like it. You have no idea if it's going to be effective. And this, I think, quickly became the best event that we hosted yet. The feedback was unfreaking real. Now, you've got two chances coming up to join our next events. We announced to that group only the dates of our April roundtable. And if you remember the roundtable from last year, it is only 15 entrepreneurs, real intimate, for two days, 48 hours, locking arms and working on each other's business. And you leave with brand new relationships you wouldn't have otherwise, brand new collaborations you wouldn't have otherwise, and best of all, brand new strategies and directions for your business you would not have otherwise. Because not only do you collaborate with the other entrepreneurs in the room, but you also collaborate with me and my team, and we go under the hood of your business as well. I'm telling you, the roundtable is the best bang for your buck event that we offer. It changes your life the most in the quickest amount of time for the lowest investment. The problem is because of that, it sells out right away in like hours. So your only chance of getting a, a spot at the April roundtable is by hitting pause quick and texting me the word roundtable to 310-421-0416. Again, you and 15 other entrepreneurs locking arms, working on your business, having me look under the hood, giving you strategy. If you want to join that, hit pause real quick and text me the word roundtable so I can put you on that early access VIP list before the rest of the public gets the link. Text me the word roundtable to 310-421-0416. 0416. And while you're there, if you want to come to the next dinner series in Beverly Hills, you can text the word dinner to that same number, 310-421-0416. So whether you text me the word roundtable or whether you text me the word dinner or whether you text me both, we'll see you at one of our upcoming events here, either in April or in May. All right. So I'm going to talk about some of the uncomfortable traits, some of the painful traits that are required for success. A lot of you have a lot of great traits and it's contributed towards the success you've built so far. But when I looked at what has really set myself apart from some of the others, I identified that I'm really willing to play in a lot of the discomfort that I'm about to share with you. And it's okay if you're not willing to play there right now, but 
I'm kind of putting you on notice that you're going to have to learn to be comfortable with some of these areas of discomfort that I'm about to share with you. Because not only do I see it in my own trait when it comes to success, but I made a list of who I thought my most successful friends were. And then I realized, wait a minute, all of us share these very uncomfortable yet important discomfort traits. And I don't think they come naturally to anyone. I think you develop them with the intention of developing them. You develop them by encountering instances where you have to lean into these. You develop them with with reps, right? So I wanted to share these with you because when I make you aware of them, now they're on your radar. When they're on your radar, you can speed up your level of becoming comfortable with the discomfort traits that really help speed up your success. So the first one is this. You have to have a high risk tolerance. You cannot low risk your way to massive success. Sure, you can low risk your way over a long period of time to comfort. You can low risk your way over a long period of time to secure-ish. But if you're anything like me and you want an extraordinary life, an abundant life, like a I am not skipping anything I want to do when I want to do it type of life for me and my loved ones, you can't low risk your way there. You have to have a high risk tolerance. Now, I know you've heard me talk about this before on the show, but this is one of the first times I've really singled it out. And on the show in the past, I've kind of framed it this way. You have to be in the game to win the game. And if you have a low risk tolerance, aka sitting on the sidelines, then you've got no shot at winning anything. You're just a spectator wishing that you could have the life of the person who's winning the game. Now, sure, you might avoid some bumps and bruises. You might avoid some losses or some painful moments by sitting on the sidelines. But I'll tell you what, you're guaranteed not to hit any home runs. You're guaranteed not to have any massive accolades in your business or in your finances if you spend your whole time sitting on the sidelines. Both Lori and I have very high risk tolerances. We are willing to burn the boats. We're willing to roll the dice. We're willing to totally screw up and you know get obliterated and then come back to fight again. We are weirdly comfortable at this point with failing in public, with failing in business, or even having to start all over. I wouldn't care. Sure, I'd be pissed, but I wouldn't care, and neither would Lori, if we had to start all over again if it came to that, as long as we swung for the fences. And I think you can build this muscle, the muscle of having a high risk tolerance, just like we did in one of two ways or a little bit of both. The first one is you have to live through some kind of catastrophic loss and find your way back like we did in 2008, 2009. Because when you do, you realize, wait a minute, if I came back from that, I could come back from everything. Here we go, sleeves rolled up. Let's freaking risk it, baby. Except you risk it smarter. That's the first way that you can become a little bit more comfortable with a high-risk tolerance. The second way is that you get really good at playing the movie to the end, imagining what the worst-case scenario would be if you lost, if you gambled it all and lost. And when you do that, you realize it won't be as bad as you think. Your life isn't actually over, right? And that you'd be just fine shortly thereafter. And when you realize those two things, hey, I've already been to the depths of hell and found my way back, Or I can picture what it would be like if the worst of the worst of the worst happened. I can see at least how I'll survive my way until I find my way back. When you can imagine those two things, 
then you become more willing to take risk and your risk tolerance goes up. You know, I really believe that if you have a low risk tolerance, you actually invite more stress into your life than if you have a high risk tolerance. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but hear me out. A low risk tolerance means you don't risk very much. And so you don't have that bad of things happen to you. And then the little things start to stress you out. But a high risk tolerance means you know that you'll live another day to fight again. So the little losses, the little bumps or bruises, they start to not bother you as much. A great example of having a high risk tolerance, other than, you know, for Lori and I, other than keeping one year of runway in our checking and savings, is we literally deploy all the rest of our cash into different types of investments in all different risk ranges, some of them very risky. And some will win and some will lose. But we know one thing, as long as we're being diversified, our biggest home runs will come from the riskiest investments. And again, not dumb investments, well thought out and well educated, smart risky investments. We deploy every single one of our soldiers other than one year worth of runway to be out there fighting the financial fight for us. Now, a conservative person would keep their money, you know, quote, available in the lowest yielding, most conservative cash accounts possible. Except the problem is the people that do this darn near guarantee that they won't even outpace inflation. They're barely keeping up. Sure, the accounts are growing over time with compounding interest, and that has to be a part of your investment plan. But if that's all you're doing in the most conservative of accounts, you're not even outpacing inflation. Therefore, you think your money's growing, but compared to your spending power, you're lucky if you're staying the same. All in the name of feeling safe. Another way to build a high risk tolerance is when you accept that everything is truly your responsibility. When you accept that every result you've ever gotten in your life is your fault, good or bad. Because when you accept this, when you really buy into this, when you really search for how each outcome you've experienced has had your hands involved in it, you start to realize that you have a lot of power to put yourself in any position, good or bad. Wherever you are today, if you agree that you put yourself there, then you agree that you could also put yourself somewhere else, somewhere better. So when you start to really believe in yourself and when you start to really believe in your capabilities to control outcomes, it allows you to be more comfortable with taking risk. But if you're not comfortable with taking risk, you should ask yourself, do you really even believe in yourself and your abilities? Do you really believe that everything is up to you? Or are you just sitting around playing victim? Are you just sitting around playing innocent bystander? Do you think it's external forces that matter the most in your outcome? Or do you believe that it's the force of you that matters the most in your outcomes? When you believe that the greatest force is you yourself, not external forces, but you yourself, when it comes to determining outcomes, that's when you're willing to have a higher risk tolerance. All right, the second uncomfortable trait that leads to the success for Lori and I plus uh, a lot of our friend, every friend that I listed on this little list as I was thinking about this, is that I'm not afraid to offend. Now, let me be really clear here. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I care deeply about people. I care deeply about doing the right thing by people. And the goal is never to offend people intentionally. What I'm talking about is not being afraid to offend. And that is different. The goal is not to offend 
The goal is not being afraid to offend when you have to tell the truth, when you have to be honest, when you have to help someone's life by sharing the tough news with them. It's interesting. Back in high school, my nickname was Blunt, and not for the reason you're thinking, but because I would always tell it like it is. I would always say what was ever on, you know, whatever was on, your, on my mind, and that hasn't changed, and that's become a superpower in business, whether I'm making a deal or whether I'm dealing with a teammate. Being direct and learning how to be direct in a compassionate and loving way, but a very direct way, is a superpower that you should strive to develop. I think I really honed mine through corporate America when I was working for the, lar- the, you know, the world's largest bank all those years. They sent me to a lot of leadership and a lot of management classes. And I got a lot of coaching around it. And I was very interested in this topic. I wanted to be good at being direct. I wanted to to be good at not being afraid to offend as long as it was coming from a loving and well-meaning place. And so I think that's why I got good at it. Matter of fact, Dean Graciosi just came and spoke to our dinner series last week. And he said something that really locked this in for me. He said, it's easier to say no to something up front than it is to unwind it much later. And I feel that is also true about being direct and honest with people. It is easier to be direct and honest up front than it is to backpedal later when you've let them live a lie. And then they're looking at you saying, man, why didn't you tell me? You knew this whole time. Why didn't you tell me? I could have been getting better this whole time. Now, while this is uncomfortable for some, while, while this may be uncomfortable for you right now, I'm telling you the old adage of tearing off the Band-Aid up front, from a place of love and confession, or love and compassion, I guess sometimes love and confession, tearing off that Band-Aid up front instead of letting your friends or your business partners or your teammates live a lie is always going to get you to a better outcome faster. So is this an uncomfortable trait that you can develop? Not being afraid to offend. And the third trait is kind of similar, but also different. It's being comfortable with confrontation. And actually, this trait is very different than not being afraid to offend. This is very different. This means you don't back down. This means you stand up for yourself, for what you believe in, or for your business, or for your opportunities. Being comfortable with confrontation is definitely a superpower you must develop. Now, this one still makes Lori very uncomfortable. When I step into a confrontation in any situation, She's still very uncomfortable with it. But then afterwards, she always tells me how much she appreciates it. And over time, with her observing it and then seeing the outcome, I've seen her get better at becoming a little bit more comfortable with confrontation. Now, this has always been me. I've never shied away from confrontation. This might just be a personality trait that can be learned, but somewhere early in life, it was instilled in me. As a matter of fact, As I think about it, I remember a story from when I was in second grade. Now, I got to frame this for you. I went to elementary school in a tiny little town of 9,000 people in northern Wisconsin. And it was this tiny little middle of nowhere, you know, 99% white town, right? And in second grade, we were on the playground and a handful of kids were making fun of a new kid in school named Hassan. Hassan was from Pakistan. And trust me, he was definitely the only family from Pakistan in this small, you know, northern Wisconsin town. So he really stood out. And elementary kids, well, hell, all kids can be really freaking mean. 
and especially back in the 80s. Back in the 80s, they had a lot less uh, filters, if you will, a lot less education around what you should and should not say. Well, Hassan was new in school, and these kids were making fun of him out on the playground. And I saw it one day, and it bothered me. I saw it happen again the second day. And instead of the second day, instead of letting it happen, I remember I went right up to these kids and I just started beating the piss out of them. No warning, no verbal anything. I mean, a second grade. It's not like I had skill, you know, how to disarm confrontation skills. I just went up to these kids that were making fun of Hassan. I started beating the piss out of them on the playground. Now, the result of that was I got in big trouble and I had to go to the, the principal's office. And when my mom came down for the meeting, right, they call your parents and they got to come down. Well, my dad was at work, so mom came down to, to meet with me and the principal about what had happened on the playground. The principal was like, your son is in trouble. He started a fight and he shouldn't have taken to violence and blah, blah, blah. And I remember my mom standing up and telling the principal how proud she was that I was willing to step in and do the right thing and defend somebody who was unwilling to defend themselves. How proud she was that I didn't shy away from confrontation, that I didn't go with the rest of the crowd, but that I was willing to step in the middle of confrontation. Now, I'm not saying this is the reason that I'm not afraid of confrontation today, but I'm sure it was a very lasting imprint on my DNA. I'm sure that I learned that day that if you can become comfortable with confrontation, it makes it easier to get the right result or to do the right thing. It makes it easier to stand up for yourself. It makes it easier to stand up for your message. It makes it easier to stand up for your business. It makes it easier to stand up for the contract you might be negotiating or the deal you might be negotiating. I firmly believe that being comfortable with confrontation is a muscle that a lot of you listening right now might need to work harder at developing. Someone screws you over in a business deal. You have to be comfortable with confrontation. The contract doesn't look right. You have to be comfortable with confrontation. Someone keeps saying, you know, oh, I'll get to that. Oh, I'll get to that. But they're never delivering. You have to be comfortable with confrontation. If you're going to be massively successful in life, you are going to have to develop being comfortable with the discomfort of confrontation. It doesn't mean you go on the playground and start beating the piss out of everybody. It's not second grade. This is the adult version of not shying away from standing up for what you want as an outcome. And similar to the earlier point I made about defending Hassan, the goal is not to seek confrontation, but instead to never run from it or avoid it. Now listen, these three traits, they don't feel good. Being comfortable with confrontation does not feel good for a lot of you. Not being afraid to offend with loving honesty does not feel good to a lot of you. And having a high risk tolerance does not feel good to a lot of you. But if you stick with the same old traits you've always operated with, you're going to get the same old results you've always gotten. You always find yourself on the losing end of a business deal. It's because you haven't been willing to change these traits. You always find yourself missing out on that, that investment that someone you know totally capitalized on. It's because you haven't been willing to develop comfort with these uncomfortable traits. When's enough enough? When's it your time to win? When's it your time to end up with the deal you dreamt of getting? When is it your turn to live the most unapologetic, freaking successful life? Well, I'll tell you when. It's when you start to 
choose to become comfortable with these very uncomfortable traits. Hey, thanks for listening. And don't forget, at the end of the show, hit pause, hit stop, and go text me the word right now. Roundtable if you want to come to the roundtable, or dinner if you want to come to the next dinner series, or both if you want to, to 310-421-0416. Thanks for listening. Love and appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.